Hello players, my name is Ruin Ortega, and tonight I'm your Game Master, because we're playing Zweihander by Grim and Perilous Studios. Join with me as always is my co-host Cade. Hi, I'm Cade, and Zweihander, or Zweihander if you want to be fancy, is a grim dark role-playing game system that focuses on human interactions and character development, and uh, it's awesome. I am super enjoying the entire system, um, and I, I, yeah, I'm jacked about it. Also, we have a new format that Ruben's going to tell you about. Right now? I, I think we can do it. I think they're ready. Okay. I'm just... I'm so nervous, you know? It's a big moment for us. It is. Growth we're is we're new and we're already changing things. Mm -hmm. I know. They're going to freak out or they're going to love it. Well, as Cade mentioned, yes, we are changing the format. You guys are going to see it. Uh, we're going to talk about in another episode why we've decided to do this. But um, the format going forward is based on feedback from all of you, especially our DCC community. We heard you loud and clear, and we felt it too. We were not exploring the systems deeply enough, and we were only just scratching the surface level, which although that was the original intention, we just decided we have to blow this up. And so what we're doing from here on out is we will actually be producing four actual play episodes in a two-month span on each system that we cover. We'll still have all of the other great stuff in between, such as the espressos, the side tables, and the review. Uh, but we really wanted to check out what the games have to offer over multiple sessions. So four episodes of each, uh, assuming that we can do four for all. And then we're also going to be introducing a new segment that we are tentatively calling Cold Brew. And uh, yeah, we hope you guys are going to like that. It's kind of a super relaxed, low edit kind of listen just to round out the two-month recording cycle. Yeah, we're super excited about this. Um, not only does it give us more time with the system, but it gives us a better opportunity to make our reviews accurate and fair. It also lets us have a little bit more time to research the upcoming systems, because now we can do all of our recording earlier on, and we have a full month of uh, content that is already produced that we can kind of lay back and and focus on our upcoming systems with absolutely and part of this actually did come about because as we were playing Zweihander we just realized this system had so much to offer that we didn't want to skip and we thought it was only fair that uh, we give that treatment to everybody uh, yeah um, which if you're listening to the first couple episodes of the actual play and you're like, Ruin, get it together. What are you doing? You you have no idea what's going on. You're right. I probably didn't. I had 48 hours notice that we were going to be doing this. So congratulations. We're doing it live. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Moving forward, though, our coffee of the batch is now Cade. What is the name? Is it just Cherry Bourbon by the Fire Department Coffee? I believe so. It's a special edition um, coffee batch that they are producing, um, and they're yeah. That that's how I've been calling it. I have the bag upstairs, but I'm not up there right now, so I can't check. And I have drank all of mine because, quite frankly, it was delicious. Kate, how would you describe this coffee? So this coffee is really interesting and really. I guess diverse is the best way to explain it. This is one of the first coffees that I've found that the entire flavor profile changes depending on how you drink it and how you brew it. 
Um, so it's it's first and foremost, it's a uh, bourbon-based coffee, which means that they take the beans and they age them in a bourbon barrel, which means that you get those prominent uh, spice notes that you get from bourbon. So lots of your cinnamon, um, lots of like ginger, those kinds of things. Some pretty heavy spice notes in there. But then the cherry note that you get afterwards, if you just drink it black from a regular drip coffee maker, is pretty subtle. It takes the edge off, so there's no bitterness or anything, but it goes away pretty quickly. However, we found that when you add in uh, cream or especially sugar, or if you make it in something like a French press, that cherry note really pops and it becomes a lot sweeter and a lot more flavorful. Um, it was a super interesting coffee for sure. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I myself uh, usually hate bourbon coffees. I don't like smelling like an alcoholic first thing in the morning, you know, like that's my own life. Okay. Not everybody needs to be advertised to. Uh, but with this coffee, um, you know, normally Cade, you know, I'm a black coffee drinker and I was like, yeah, you know, it's okay. It's better than most bourbons that I've had because that subtle cherry flavor. And then one morning I was feeling a little fancy threw a little, uh, you know, coffee creamer in there and it blew my freaking mind. And I drank the rest of it with cream and sugar because it quite, quite frankly, that cherry flavor was just out of this world afterwards. It's fantastic. Not to mention the aromas that you get off of those beans are amazing. It's the best grinding experience that I have had with a coffee ever. Uh, my wife is not a huge coffee fan, and she will come over and just, like, smell the beans um, because it, they smell delicious. It's a fantastic coffee. Absolutely. And our rating system for this coffee is Mysteriously Absent Wives. Cade, what did you rate this coffee? So when I first tried it, I was going to go with just like a four because, you know, it, it's pretty solid, but it wasn't bad. But the more I experimented with it and the more that I found that you can really customize the flavor profile to whatever you want, I think I'm going to give it the first ever 0. 0.5 I've ever given. And I'm going to bump it up to a 4.5. That 0. 0.5 I'm going to wow. give because of just how diverse and customizable it is there's something there for absolutely anybody whether you're a hardcore caffeine addict like me and ruin or if you prefer something a little lighter and sweeter you can make this coffee be that for you wow look at you go more yeah. growth we're just full of it this month <laughs> no kidding full of a bunch of other things too but i however are uh, i'm going to rate it a four out of five uh i'll be honest the bourbon usually throws me off but like you said, that kind of customizability of this one uh, really kind of brought me back up. So I'm going to go four. So that means that uh, we have a split score of 4.25 out of five mysteriously absent wives. Excellent. And with that, grab a mug, fill it full of the hot stuff, and join us as we play Swihander by Grim and Perilous Studios. Hey, kid. Yeah, Ruin. Somebody better call the fire department. Because this coffee's on fire! <sighs> they are our first responders and deserve better than this. <laughs> Too bad they gave it all to us in that coffee.
My name's Danzinger Eckert. I used to be a lot like you. Model citizen. Dutiful son. Stalwart soldier. <laughs> Devoted husband and a loving father. But that was a long time ago. I'll tell you something right now. Life has many hard truths to teach man. Most of them have been beaten into me. And with each lesson, the feeble trappings of this civilized life grow dimmer before my sight, revealing their pathetic, contrived nature. Now, if you'll keep your mouth shut, I'll tell you the three most important things in life. The first lesson you need to know is this. You can't earn anything in this world. I spent my life in obedience, following all the rules, doing my duty to my country. As a soldier, sometimes that means doing terrible things. Make no mistake, war is not some noble pursuit. When some poor bastard is spitted on your blade, spewing blood and piss and shit, well, you're not thinking about your ideals, your country, or your gods. You're just trying to survive. But I'm not telling you this so you'll feel sorry for me. The point is that at one time, I would have done anything for this country. I was a patriot, committed to the causes of our land. I gave everything to them, sure that they would value my service. But the time came when it was convenient for someone in power to use me, to dispose of me. That's exactly what they did. Someone gave the word and they cast me into hell. I don't even know his name. Sometimes I even wonder if he knew mine. Lesson two, a man will do anything he can to survive. I've spent almost half my life in a prison pit with the insane, the bloodthirsty, and the depraved. And in those years crawling around the dark, drenched in my own filth, I should have died. I gave up every night, let myself go, closed my eyes and prayed that the gods would take my broken life from me. And yet every morning, I would awaken, and some spark within refused to let me die. I've seen the black truth that hides in the soul of every man, the root of all that is vile and horrible in this world. In the depths of those dungeons, I did things you couldn't imagine, things best left unspoken. And as I did these things, I would tell myself every time I was only doing what was necessary to survive. I had convinced myself that someday I would be a free man, that there were still things in life worth fighting for, worth living for. The whole time, somewhere deep down, I must have known it was all a lie, and that each vicious act was eating up my precious humanity, bit by bit. But my delusions continued, and one day, after all the blood and savagery, I was set free. And it was only then that I learned the third and most important lesson. Life is pain and death. We spend all our days acting out some charade of an ordinary life. We play out our roles, we say our prayers and make our plans. We trust in others, our families, our neighbors, our superiors, our priests. We put our faith in the gods, we try to live good lives, and we trick ourselves into believing that somehow all of this will safeguard us against the oncoming storm. We think we have some control over this life, but we don't, and we never will. Life isn't some children's story with heroic deeds and some tidy moral lesson and a happy ending. Life is cruel, 
Life is callous. Life will take everything from you, and then it'll kill you. The most you can hope for is that you have something to believe in, some last bit of hope you can use to deceive yourself before the end. But in the meantime, we all root in our own filth. We all betray each other, and worse. <laughs> so much worse. Because a man will do anything he can to survive. Now, you'll save yourself a lot of wasted effort if you start living by those three rules. But I know you won't. You'll want to run and hide behind your values and false hope. Well, mark my words. Pain is coming. Death is coming. And there's nothing you can do about it. Get out of my sight before I kill you myself. All right, welcome, guys. How's it going tonight? Good. Ready for uh, whatever this is going to be. I, I feel grossly underprepared. I feel less prepared than I did DMing gods. <laughs> uh, if it uh, makes you feel any better, I feel just as unprepared. Oh, good. And uh, I've done this a lot, so uh, this is a big system. I kind of relish the challenge. I feel like we're starting Dark Souls for the first time. And I'm just like, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to just see what happens. I will admit, this is probably the most like Dark Souls system we've played. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know. Jayden, I went, huh? I'm doing good. I just think that I once said, have two systems under your belt. Have, you know, like a main one and a second one. I think this is enough to consume all of your gameplay and <laughs> never needing another one. <laughs> Now someone needs to convert this to like a modern setting so we can use it for military simulation games. Oh god. That'd be good. <laughs> I don't think it would take much. I mean, most of the rules are here. You just have to add in like the tech and stuff. Yeah, just ignore magic and mm -hmm. grenades. Rocket launchers, that's magic. <laughs> <laughs> We've had this discussion. Before. We have in the episode mm -hmm. I edited mm -hmm. today. <laughs> Oh man. Uh well let's uh let's go around and let's uh introduce all our characters tonight. Uh Cade, why don't you start us off? Sure. Uh so I am going to be playing uh Zamir, and that's his name because that's the default name that I use for everything <laughs> that is RPG-ish. Uh he is a human uh barber surgeon. Um I guess I can just read through the blurb they give you on the character sheet. Yeah. This is great. I don't have to improv anything. Uh, he was born in summer with the dooming of your flame shall consume you. He's a middle age. Uh, sorry, he is middle age and has lanky hair and a weak chin. Uh, he <laughs> has is or sorry, he has fair skin and is of a husky build, kind of like me. Uh, he's five foot nine, two hundred and twenty-three pounds, with chestnut hair and dark green eyes. He is scholastic and of lower class, and speaks common. He has a bad ticker. <laughs> a bad ticker. <laughs> bad ticker. Nicely done. Nicely done. Uh, Jaden, how about you? Okay, I'm gonna put just a little bit different spin on that. I'm gonna explain my guy and then give you his name because his name comes from mostly what I rolled. Um, he was born in the spring. 
under the dooming of the serpent in the garden, which sounds pretty cool. Like, that'd be a wicked song name, I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah, that's a that's a black metal album cover. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, he was he's middle aged and he has excessive body hair and a six fingered hand. He's got a dark tan skin. Uh, he's slender build, six one and 175 pounds, so he's pretty lanky. Uh, silver hair, black eyes. Uh, he was a socialistic person in his upbringing, but he's now lowborn because he got washed up because he's a rake. So I f- assume he probably just slept with someone a little too highborn, and that got him pushed right out of his nice middle class life. <laughs> um, and his name is Harry Obo or Odo Bohun, but his nickname is Harry Fingers because of his excess body hair and five or six fingered hand. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Good that thing it's not gods, or we would have had to uh, perform surgery right at the start of the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> still, still can. <laughs> we can maybe can. <laughs> well, and Jaden, just so you know, for the purposes of this campaign, you are going to be the um, cousin of Maximilian Steiger. Fancy. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Jody. All right, it's going to be hard to top Jaden. Uh, I'm playing Emery's Axe Hands, the Beast Slayer. He's a lowborn peasant, a bit short at 5'6", 160. Um, he has scars on his face and arms from his work, and abnormally white teeth, I guess. He's lowborn, but <laughs> has good hygiene. Um, he was brought up by a militant family that soon abandoned him because uh, they all died. He's doomed by the shadows stalking him. And uh, due to my class as a beast slayer, I cannot wear armor because I have a death wish and I want to die in <laughs> combat. Wow. Okay. Well, um, that's hardcore. A little bit, yeah. Like, this <laughs> sounds like a god's character. <laughs> yeah. Cade, uh, you had actually had some thoughts on that. Uh, oh, the, the how we would make my ideal RPG... How we would, if we took the character creation of this and slapped it on gods, I would never need another system ever again. And I would just live in my basement running a 24 7 version of that game. <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a life for sure. One more weird thing about my character he's got a disorder called Split Face where <laughs> he can't rely on his sense of smell or taste and he like has to flip all those rolls to fail. I was sure he was just born with like a giant like cave in the middle of his face. That's what I was worried about too when I read it. I was like, do I have to have zero charisma? Is that my guy's thing? Wow. Uh, The rule that Jody just uh, gave us some information on is known as flipping. And what happens is when he makes the roll... He has to change the value of the tens and the ones. So if he rolled a forty-five, it would become a fifty-four, um, with the intent that he'll fail because of that. <laughs> I think it's a really cool mechanic, but because of the RNG involved, it I think it's going to win you as many rolls as it does fail you. But that's kind of the point. It just like messes with your established roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's just get into this. So our tale for the next four episodes is one that takes place beginning in Swansea. Now, Swansea is a small Riverport town, and Jaden's character, Harry, 
has been summoned by his cousin Maximilian Steiger. Maximilian is getting married and wants everybody there to celebrate his big day. You all arrived and are staying at the roadside, um, the roadside inn or tavern. It's kind of a a trading space of sorts, and. You've stayed a couple days before the big event, but you're all dressed in your best, waiting for the bride and groom to appear. You didn't know all of the types of celebrations that would be involved, because you're not from here, but you're going to participate in them just like anybody else, because hey, why not? You've also heard tell that all of the booze is free, so why not? You're getting wasted. That's why Emery's is here. <laughs> so are they like my plus two? <laughs> Be- yeah, basically. Nice. I dig that. And That's who I bring to a wedding. We're the homies. This is Wedding Crashers <laughs> Fantasy Edition. <laughs> Red Seven! Red Seven! <laughs> We're about to make oh. some plays on these maids in waiting. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as you're both standing, or all three of you rather, are standing on the road waiting for the wedding procession, you notice that the bride and groom approach from opposite ends of the town. One of the women with the bride is distributing flowers to the other ladies for luck, and one of the men with the groom are distributing pennies to the other men to please the night father. They meet in the town square before the wedding party enters the temple of the god emperor. After some time spent waiting, they emerge as a married couple, and the real festivities begin. The reception and the festivities are held um, on the roadside and near the coaching station where you guys happen to be staying. And uh, from here, it becomes a full-on party. Everybody is celebrating and you know throwing gifts at the bride and groom little coins here and there so that they can have their happy life together um can i have you guys make an awareness check uh jaden you can make this check with a uh plus 20 to your role because you are the family of maximilian and how these players are going to make the check is they are going to roll a D100 system and they are going to um, check it against their natural ability. So I don't know if this is an omen, but I uh, made a like 100 crit failure on my first roll with this system. So <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> you, uh, you bent down to tie your shoe. Yeah. Lost um, everybody in the crowd. So my perception stat is 42%, and I rolled a 47. However, because I have a skill rank in awareness, I get 10 extra that I can roll under, so I get a standard success. Perfect. Um, I rolled a 26, but my perception's already high enough at 43, and then with that extra 20, 63 was enough. My guy also gets a bonus plus 5 to anything that he doesn't have a skill um, rank in, but I don't need that anyways, but that would just take it up to 68, I guess. Awesome. So you both succeed. Now, you do notice as you're beginning the party that Maximilian is quite a bit older than his bride. I mean, she doesn't look any younger or older than, like, 19. He, however, is um, 
38, um, could be even closer to 40s. Jaden, you're not close family, so you, you don't really remember the true value, but it is quite a difference even for this time. Gross. Oh, come on. Free love, boys. They're pagans. They can do what they want. <laughs> oh, and sorry, not 38. He's science. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not 38. He's even older. He is 50. Gross. <laughs> okay, come on. You said science. Well, and back then, that could be, especially how dark this world is, that's old. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you think even like Shakespeare's time, like, life expectancy was like 45. Mm-hmm. Well, and as you guys are standing around, beginning to mingle, the booze is flowing. <laughs> are you guys drinking? Um, Absolutely. I will partake slightly. Not getting plastered, but definitely having like, it, we're celebrating, you know? I'm okay. lowborn, well- so free food and drink. <laughs> I'm uh, bellying up to the buffet. You don't get a nickname like Harry Fingers without spending a lot of time in some bars. So he's got one drink in his normal hand and then two in his six-fingered hand. And that's his general maneuver is that he drinks out of all three doing one of those fancy tip things. And that's how he picks up the ladies. That and, you know, he's triple fisting. Yep. Amazing. Well, for all the characters that are drinking, I will need you to make an intoxication check. So you are going to roll a toughness check. And uh, it is, um, it's good wine. You know, it's not fancy. It's not cheap. It's good wine. Um, So that's going to be made at the standard difficulty level. Okay, I succeeded by 10 extra. Excellent. Um, I, <laughs> I succe- succeeded by 40 extra, uh, <laughs> so You're I rolled a six. alcoholic mead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm in the same place. I got 44 under, or not 44 under, blah, 30, no, yeah, 44 under, because I have, uh, 56 and I rolled a 12. Excellent. This is not our first party, is what we're saying, <laughs> basically. When you invite two other dudes to you to every wet or with you to every wedding you go to, you know they party. This is routine, okay? Perfect. Well, in the first hour, you guys are just enjoying it. You're meeting new people, you're mingling, you know, getting your groove on. And then all of a sudden, a man named Antoine comes out, and you have a vague reminiscence of him, uh, Jaden, and uh, he comes out and he says, Ladies and gentlemen, are we having a party? Because I see no games of any sorts. Come on! And he starts to call you all over, and this is where we're going to learn a little bit more of the region's festivities. And the first one is, as he's talking to you and hyping you up and saying, we need games, we need entertainment, look over there to the happy bride and groom and see how they are just sitting there bored. And you can see that Maximilian looks thoroughly uninterested. However, his bride, Helena, is kind of giggling away like she's expecting something to happen. And out of nowhere, all of a sudden, three men come running, grab her, and take off. And Antoine looks back at you guys and he says, Oh no, what do we have here? It seems like a kidnapping. 
Whatever will we do? And this is where we... Does anybody have a folklore skill? Uh, I do not. No. No. I could have one, but I didn't take it. <laughs> okay. Like well, each of you... Why don't we go with this? Whenever you do not have a rank in the skill... Uh, you guys have to make the skill check, or could make the skill check, but you have to flip the result. It does mean that you could get the information, if you're lucky. I thought that was only on the special skills that we have to flip, if we don't have a skill in it. Oh, yes, correct. You are right on that. It is a special skill. Is folklore is not a special skill? I don't believe no. so. I think it's with the asterisk okay. beside them. So you can actually just make the regular rule. You don't have to, and you just don't get the bonus. That's right. Um, yeah. I believe, I believe so. so. Yeah. Okay, so all of you can make the roll. I got a pass, actually. Yep, regular success. Ooh, I failed. 66. I'm, uh, 15 over. Harry apparently has never been to any family functions. There's a reason why uh. he was cast out. <laughs> it's not the finger. That's the real yeah, actually, reason he invited the, us. <laughs> yeah, that was actually the normal part, was having an extra finger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, luckily for him, uh, Cade and Jody's characters, uh, they, they know a little bit about traditions. And they know that what's happened is the family is kidnapping her to make it look like the, the bride token is at stakes here. And... It is now up to the party goers to try and find her. So what I'm going to have you guys do is I'm going to have you all make awareness tests once again. And then I'm going to have you tell me your degree of success. Now, a degree of success is created whenever you have one, a successful roll. And then two, you add the tens die of your roll with your base attribute bonus. Um. So yeah. So I three yeah. degree of success of three. I believe. For I rolled wow. a twenty-five. Yep. Under my forty-four, and then I have a plus one for my bonus. Or no, my PB is actually four. So would that be a six? Degree yes, of success? it would be a six. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I rolled a nine. So my degree of success would be nine plus my PB of four, so 13. What happens when you fail your roll with a degree of success? That <laughs> Negative <you>. 32. <laughs> but I think it would be higher technically when you fail it, so that's the cold confusing thing, so obviously I don't think it just matters at that point, right? No, you, you fail, sir. Yes. You fail. All right, well... Jaden, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Harry tonight. He's tying his shoes. He's being awkward with his family. At this point, I think he's just sitting in a corner, being like, "They've never invited me before. Why do I have to be here now?" That's weird. I'm not like getting it. them a gift. <laughs> I'm returning the toaster. <laughs> I'm gonna use the toaster. I like toast. <laughs> However, uh, Cade and. Jody, where do your characters look for the bride, Helena? You're in the, the open market, essentially, on the main road. Well, I'm going to sprint off in the direction that they carried them and try and use my navigation skill. Okay. Um, 
you could. Um, but if you have a good inkling based on your awareness test of where mm-hmm. to find her. I'm going to look for a crowd of people that look like they're like good nature, like they're in on it. People have got like that that <laughs> smirk of like, oh, I'm trying not to show that I'm hiding something. But they're like, it's cute. It's a wedding. Everyone likes a wedding. So I'm going to look for like a group of people that look not suspicious, but like they're in on it and uh, head that way. Well, Emery's I'm going to go hands. cut myself a piece of cake. Before they've ever cut the cake. (laughs) I follow my gut. If you say I have a good inkling of where they're going based on my awareness test, then I'm just going to dash. Okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, Well, it would appear... Now, Cade, what was your character's name again? Uh, Zamir. Zamir. All right. It would appear that Zamir knew what was going on. Well, Emrys might have actually just taken off with the people running what he didn't notice is that there was a quick switcheroo right after all the hubbub and uh zamir finds helena just sitting on the ground around the crowd of people who look like they're in on it and sure enough there she was and uh at the same time you uh you happen to start talking to a man who's kind of hovering over her a little bit more closely than anybody else would you go to grab her away and he kind of says oh careful there she's delicate it's like well she should be she's the bride if there was ever a time to be delicate it's on your wedding day isn't it now my lady you've been saved let's get you back to the celebration and so you kind of push helena off into the direction of of maximilian and uh, before you go the man grabs you by the elbow, and he says, You know, I've never seen you here before. Perhaps you'd like to buy some, I don't know, information of the area. Ah, I mean, I uh, I pride myself in being knowledgeable and, and learning new things, but, uh, I mean, I, I'm here with you know, f- f- extended family, but family nonetheless of the uh, the bride and groom. So I'm not sure what information you could be providing that would really be of any benefit. I'm just here for cake and, and a good time. So Ah, so you're here to celebrate and then leave quickly, I suppose. Well, and he, uh, he kind of twists you into the direction off to the right, and he's subtly points in a way that you can follow but isn't quite obvious and he says you see him that's franz rafki he's elena's father you could say that i'm an associate of his i may have a hand or two in the pockets and depending on what you pay me i could make it worth your while if you'd like to take it and leave um, I'll be honest, sir, I, I don't know the bride or groom very well. I don't even know what business uh, Mr. Radke is in. Um, I'm really not in, in the business of blackmail, if that's what you're getting at. Um, fine, fine, say no more. But, uh, just keep this between us. I would hate for France to know all of his business. And he kind of, uh, just saunters off in one direction through the crowd all right Mm -hmm. um Um, you did manage to catch his name he did introduce himself as lutz okay 
I'll uh, head back towards the festivities and sit down next to Harry and uh, just kind of mention him like, so I just had a, uh, a curious encounter. Um, does the name Lutz mean anything to you? Does the name Lutz mean anything to Harry? <laughs> Harry I have not would... been receiving secret messages, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> no. Harry would not be aware of Lutz. Uh, Harry is here for Maximilian, and, and Franz, although Franz is from the town, uh, Jaden doesn't know him. No, never heard of him. If you were to both look off in Franz's direction, you would know that he's uh, he, he looks very happy. He looks like he's enjoying um, whenever he looks at his daughter... But maybe subtly when he looks at Maximilian, he gets a little bit of a grimace. Okay. Um, are are the Brian, like, is this a, like, are they wealthy? Or are they, like, kind of common? Like, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are getting married on the side of the road. I don't know I if mean, that's what rich people do or poor people do. It's hard to tell. I mean, Back rustic chic is in, so. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. why don't you have uh, Zamir make um, an eavesdrop test for me? Okay. Um, so I got a challenging success. Perfect. So with that, you do you do kind of keep your ears open. You know, you're kind of set on a little bit of an alert right now, and um, you hear people talking about you know, well, I just don't understand it. What do you mean you don't understand? Well, how could they ever get married? Look at her and look at him. Well, don't you know it has to do with all of the money involved? Well, I mean, France has a bit, but what kind of money could be made? Well, Maximilian is in on the hemp business, and France has the gateway here in Swansea. Oh, well, I guess these days we're still marrying for money and not love. And that's kind of the, the rumors and stuff that you start hearing as you're paying attention. Okay. Mm-hmm. And before long... You have Antoine get in front of everybody and be like, oh, we nearly, nearly had a catastrophe there. Luckily for us, Maximilian's bride is safe. Now, what should we say? How many of you other young, dashing men would love to be hitched before morning? And you guys can have your own various opinions about this, but you see a whole bunch of the younger men start hooting and hollering and being like, woo And he says, all of my single men, come up here, come up here. And all of my single ladies, well, here's a chance to get your ring. I got a question. Sure. Is my my character still sprinting off into the booties? (laughs) (laughs) Or did I figure out that I was chasing a ghost? Once you heard the cheers, you you put it together and you were brought back. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely still here. Okay, well, I take a big swig and get up on the stage then. First one up Perfect. on the stage. I pull you down the first guy that tried to get up on there, and I push him down, <laughs> and I'm like, no, me. <laughs> me. Um, well, how many of you guys are still drinking as well? We might as well just take care of this right now. Yeah, I mean, Harry's always drinking. <laughs> Triple fisted. <laughs> yeah, if he doesn't have three drinks in his hand, he's probably dead. <laughs> Uh, I'd say Zamir's probably drinking, but again, he's like very casually. Like he's nursing Perfect. his drinks. It's more just to not appear rude. Perfect. Well, I am going to need you guys to make another toughness test. This time at a challenging level. So you're going to need to make it at a minus ten penalty. 
I did in Got fact it. make it. Yeah. Just enormous, uh, like uh, like not minus. 20 just minus 10 uh, i got Perfect. an arduous success i'm more sober than i was before i started drinking apparently <laughs> uh i failed i was 20 over oh okay well uh, what i immediately will do it <laughs> his goal was to get drunk what i need you to do is you are indeed intoxicated you were so busy not participating in anything else that you got dang liquored and for that you are going to gain plus three damage threshold yes but you are also going to immediately suffer a 3d10 plus three physical peril and i need you to add one corruption into the corruption box i'm gonna stop drinking <laughs> you are intoxicated. What? Okay, so I rolled three d10 plus three. Okay, so that is four, five, eight plus three. You said? Yes. So eleven. All right. Now, where does that put you on your peril threshold? It gets. It's um. Just at like in between the first two, between the seven and the or the normal base okay. and the plus six. So, so then you are going to check off imperiled. Oh, of course I'm imperiled. And what we've just had here is our first of many, and I have to stress many, peril checks. Essentially what's happened is peril is a mental um, kind of stamina check. And it can happen for a number of things. It can happen for fatigue. It can happen for um, poisoning or insanity, things like that. And what happens is for every time you are impacted beyond your peril threshold, you go one step up the track. Or if you um, go past a next ranking of it i guess it's it's hard to describe um you go up two levels and yeah. so on and so forth there are four peril thresholds and if you pass all of them you are incapacitated now that can mean dead or that can just mean unable to do things um and so with that um jaden is at the first step and harry is intoxicated he is imperiled, but he is not dead. But with um, with intoxication, he cannot recover his peril condition for 24 hours because he is going to suffer a hangover. <laughs> nice. I got a but, question. Could the sure. incapacitated kind of be like going insane in Cthulhu where you get like, say, if you were like, you got terrified by something and then you went all the way up to inc incapacitated, you like act irrationally because of it absolutely that's cool. it can be it can be a number of things including that and there is an insanity like um yeah. i guess damage in here cool my carousing no, ability kicks in i didn't think i was gonna have a chance to do it so i can be a friendly drunk or a mean drunk and i get a base to either charm or intimidate depending on which one i am this is a game uh, mechanic yeah it's um <laughs> One of my traits I took it is called carousing, or talent, not trait. <clears throat> talent. What would you prefer to be? 
Oh, well, I feel like at this point I might as well be an angry drunk because I sound like I'm just a terrible wedding guest, so I might as well roll with that. <laughs> and I'll take the plus 10 to intimidate just in case I need it. Perfect. Well, with this, Antoine says, We have more games. This one, let us begin. Now that I have all my single men and single ladies here, I need each of you to pair up. And so you each start to look for a partner. Now, is Harry going to participate in this? Yeah. Absolutely. Of course he is. (laughs) You know Harry's single. (laughs) Perfect. It's literally his profession to sleep around. So that's what a rake is. I looked it up. That's what it is. Yes. I'm so glad you looked it up. I'm not familiar with the term. Is it just like a male prostitute? No, no, it's like so, a partier who lived oh. off his family money. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so a, a rake, yeah, a rake is, um, it's a, comes from a particular uh, era, and I'm forgetting, I, I wanted to make some sort of fancy description of this because mm. I studied this in uh, university, but um, they're actually often a an archetypal character, a uh-huh. trope. And um, yeah, they're they're known for, yeah, exactly what Jaden said, spending all the money, drinking all the mm-hmm. wine, Gotcha. Having lots of ludicrous relationships, you know? Uh, all the good stuff. That's just me in a nutshell, you know? That's oh, yeah. straight Jaden. Quintessential Jaden. <laughs> Not been in a seven-year mar- or relationship or anything like that. Even I'm in college, you weren't that partying. bad. <laughs> no, I don't... I knew you in college. <laughs> yeah, I don't part. I, like, I partied, I drank a lot, but that was about it. You and I hung out and drank Fruitopia and talked about Magic the Gathering. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was still nerdy. Don't get <laughs> me right. wrong. Settle down, guys. We you don't need hard. all the lady. <laughs> you don't need all the lady listeners lusting after mm, you. Like, you know it. How many do or we male have, listeners? <laughs> Listen, by the stats, not very much, but yeah. they could be all the male listeners lusting after you too. We don't judge. We also mm. appreciate all of our listeners, regardless of gender. Thank you for listening mm-hmm. to the show. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, okay, now with this, each of you is going to get a, a pretty nondescript female uh, from the, the local region. I'm sorry, they're just, they're nothing special. Emrys and Zamir, they kind of just partner up with whoever's nearby. They don't really get to know them. However, Harry, <laughs> in his drunken state... He is going to meet the look Molly Bumson. <laughs> Walk up to Molly. Mm. How you doing, Molly? So I'm Harry. Harry Molly, fingers. <laughs> Molly is disgusted, first of all. But Molly is this short, very feisty-looking redhead with a, a mess of hair and curls. And she says, well... Let's do it then. And she she goes to climb on your back before you even know what's happening. And as you're standing there being like, what, what is going on? Antoine's like, ladies, mount your studs. And sure enough, all the ladies begin to climb on the male's backs. And Antoine goes over and he draws a line in the dirt. And he says, men, line them up. And all of you kind of notice that yes all the men are bringing their ladies over to the 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 line and you do the same and antoine states the rules 
plain and simple. The first couple to make it to the temple shall be married for the night, as is our tradition. Don't worry, men, it's not binding if she's not good at it. But like any good union, anything that happens under the good emperor's light is completely, uh, should we say, blessed. So uh, take that as you will. Now, Harry is already having a time with Molly on his back. Molly is grabbing his hair and saying, well, come on, come on. We have to win this. She says, nothing's nixed my fancies in too long. Not since the last <laughs> wedding. And pretty soon, some old maidens are bringing along cabbages. And each of you gets three cabbages thrust into your arms. And Antoine, once again, narrates by saying, Along the way, obviously you're going to want to be the first one there. So these cabbages shall be your ammunition. You may throw them at any of the other challengers. Don't worry, they don't hurt too bad, but they might give you a little bit of a shock. I desperately want medieval Mario Kart to be a new staple at weddings everywhere. <laughs> Anybody that I know that's getting married has to include this. <laughs> I desperately want this so bad. <laughs> All right, now there's a couple of things that I need from you. What we have here starting is a chase sequence. It, it looks a little bit more of a game, but this is how every chase sequence will go whenever one occurs. So the first thing I need from you guys is to roll initiative, which is a d10 plus your initiative value. Uh, 10. 13. 17. 17. Of course Harry's going to win. <laughs> now, the one thing I did not tell you is that initiative values are set at the beginning of a game, and they are never set for the remainder of that scenario. So these are the values that we, got, that we are going to be using from now until the end of our four... Uh, well, actually, we'll reset them at the end of the second part. Okay? Um, wow. That's commitment. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have... Harry at the top with a 17. And then we're going to have Emmys so with a 13. And Zamir with a 10. So like, now if I, we lose, will we be forcibly separated from these women? Just out of curiosity, because <laughs> it sounds like I have to win to get laid. <laughs> But I can't be sure, because if she's down, I don't see why I even need to race. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the idea of consent, but let's just say that if you do, it won't be blessed. Okay, so by these people, blessed is a, an important thing here, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's I also need everybody's brawn bonus. Um, so minus four. Six. Bonus of five. Alright, so just to repeat that, Zamir is four, Emrys is six, and Harry is five. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Before long, Antoine raises his arm. He says, Are you ready? 
get set, go! And before you know it, the NPCs start off running. Now, as the race is going, it's a pretty straight kind of destination. It's it's just down the road because that's this is where the happy couple came from. Um, with this, you are going to have to outrun them. And so we're going to do a series of rounds where you do basically a, a check to see how fast you have ran. Each of these, the, the check is going to be your movement plus a D10. And that's going to determine how far you can move in comparison to each other. Now, I am going to run uh, the NPCs first just because they know what's going on. Excellent. So one of them takes off running so fast and gets very far ahead. And the other two are kind of, you know, they've had a lot of wine, you think, and they're kind of just slogging it along. But I am then going to go to Harry. So Harry, you're going to roll your movement plus a d10. Okay. <clears throat> Three. Um, I got a 15. Nine plus six. A 15, wow. Okay. Now, Emrys, do the same, please. I got a 10 total. Excellent. Zamir? Um, I got 17. Wow. Excellent. Well, as you guys are running along, um, Harry, you managed to catch up to the guy in lead, and Zamir, you pass both of them. Emrys... However, you're you know you're ahead of the the uh, the slowest of the bunch, but you're lagging behind. You're gonna have to get there if you want some. Harry, you however are you're, you're super intoxicated, man, and so because of that, you are going to take a minus one to your pursuit value here. So you uh, you you start to feel the 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 wine and you tip a little bit as you're running and all of a sudden Molly is running at you and saying, "Well, come on, what's wrong with you? Oh, don't tell me you've gone limp, haven't you?" Wow, Molly, harsh. <laughs> and because of that insult, Harry's going to have to make a resolve test, and he can make it at a plus ten. A routine okay. check. Wounded his honor. <laughs> He's an angry drunk, remember? <laughs> there we go. Okay, resolve. 49 plus 5. So 54. Uh, Under. Oh, man. I'm not killing it. 95. Just shook me up. Well, I need you to make a 1d10 plus 1 peril check because you are getting irritated. You're like, oh my god, how did I end up with her? Um, At this point, I, you're not even sure if you want to. Yeah, probably not. This, she's just a little too frigid for me. Um, what? I have a focus that's resist peril, but I can't remember where that is right now. I don't want to remember what that is. 
Uh, whatever. I'll just roll it normal and I'll find it after. Keep the game rolling. Um, so just a d10, you said, right? Yes. Okay, so that's a five. Um, so then that's... So just one d10 plus what? Uh, one d10 plus one. Okay, so then six. So that's just... Uh, that's under my first rank. Because I have a seven. And then I rolled a oh. six. Perfect. So, you know, you're you're looking back at her like, are you kidding me right now? But it doesn't really bother you too much. Uh, however, if, uh, you know, you might have to keep making those if the same uh, attitude keeps up there. That's fair. Excellent. And then we're going to go back to the top of the order. Now, this time around, you guys are going to have a chance to attack as you're making your movement by throwing the cabbage. Now the NPCs are going to do it first. Now this one was neck and neck with um, Cade. So he is going to make a throw of one of the cabbages at Cade. So Cade you're going to have to attempt to dodge it if he is successful and he is going to roll just uh just trying to look up what what uh indeed to do here All right, uh, but they failed. So they throw their one cabbage, and it uh, it misses you by quite a large margin. Apparently, throwing these while you're uh, you know trying to race and having somebody on your back is a little bit harder than just you would you know what you would think. And this is the next one going to go now. Excellent. It appears that the, the one of the initial that were so far in the back has almost just given up the chase altogether. Mm -hmm. He's just kind of meandering. And the final one, much the same. It's like these guys don't even want to win. And with that, we're going to go back to Harry. Like, I want to take out Cade, but he's also my dude, so I really shouldn't take him out. <laughs> like, I want to win, but I'll, I'm going to throw it at the other NPC. The I mean, NPC it's not going to hurt him. It's not going to hurt him at all. Well, that's not the point. It's just, I mean, like, <laughs> I, do I want to get in the way? Like, there's a wingman code, and <laughs> taking out his legs while he's trying this stuff is not fair, I don't think. So I definitely got to go after the NPC. Plus, he knows I toss. have a bad ticker. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, for this, uh, you just have to make a successful, um, it would be your, sorry, I'm just trying to look for the, um, not melee, but um, the other attack. Simple range. Missile. Simple yeah, range. Simple. Thank you. Which is the same. It's the combat bonus. That's uh, yeah. that's, you know, this is one of the only systems I feel like where range and melee are the same, mm -hmm. like skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was actually looking for a, like a different skill, and I was like, why can't I find it? That's fair. Yeah. 
I mean, it's combat. It's not strength, right? So it makes kind of sense to lump it into one, whereas most, I guess, usually run strength. Fair. And then you're not. It doesn't matter how strong you are with shooting a bow. Like that, obviously, has some amount with the weight of the bow and the strength of the arrow hit, but it doesn't increase your skill at hitting your target yeah. being stronger. Um, but yeah, so I just have to roll a simple ranged. Um, under a 46. Ooh, nice. Clean 30. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, so you actually, you so you were going for the one that was ahead, like who was in first yeah. other than, um, other than Zamir? Yeah, the one that was neck and neck with Zamir. Perfect. So, uh, you whip it at him and it, yeah, it domes him. And so for the next round, he is actually going to get a, a minus to his total distance, which is great. And your total movement roll for this turn. Um, total movement roll is, oh, exactly the same. Nice. Another nine <laughs> and a six, 15. Nice. Okay. I've earned these. I failed a few times. I'm drunk. <laughs> now your intoxication is going to continue so what that's doing currently is it's giving you a minus one distance every turn um just because you are stumbling a little bit um so you're actually still tied uh with the other guy just based on the fact that you hit him as he was starting to pull ahead uh but your intoxication is making so that you don't take a lead on him <laughs> emrys roll or attack uh, is there anybody behind me in this race still? Uh, yeah, there's a couple. Well, I want to be cheeky and throw it at one of the people <laughs> behind me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, he, so the the actual the closest one, but just based on the order of this, uh, he'd be like almost neck and neck with you. So yeah, go ahead and roll uh, roll your attack there. Uh, I succeeded by uh, challenging success. Excellent. So you managed to hit him as well, and he is also going to take a minus one and roll your movement. Uh, nine. <laughs> so turning around maybe wasn't the right move. <laughs> well, you still managed to make more distance between him and yourself. And lastly, Zamir. All right. Uh, so I'm not gonna throw anything. I'm not that competitive. I'm just it's it's all in good natured fun. Um, so I'm just gonna focus on on running rather than trying to like trip up anybody else. Um, so just movement. Uh, and I rolled a 14. I don't know if I get a crit movement for rolling the same as my uh, <laughs> my movement stat, but. Uh... <laughs> No, no, not quite. Oh. However, you are you are booking it, sir. You are just getting ahead of everybody. And as you do, you can see the temple doors are just one more, just little burst of energy ahead of you. And we're going to go back to the top of that order. <laughs> and we're going to start with our NPCs. This one's starting to get a little desperate. He's going to try to take a shot at Cade. And he is going to succeed. All of a sudden, you you feel the weight of a cabbage just knock you on the side of the face. I don't get a dodge. Well, you didn't see it coming. He was behind uh. you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he manages to uh, take off there. And so, you know, write down his distance there. He manages to just kind of burst ahead of you just slightly. And then the next one's going to go. 
and he is just not having a good time tonight. He's so far behind. He's managing to keep up with Emerson a little bit, but it doesn't look like he's going to do any sort of overtaking or anything like that. And our last one as well is uh, much behind. He's a little bit ahead behind Emrys, but he is behind both Harry and Zmir. Right now, it looks like Harry and Zmir are almost neck and neck. They both want to get laid. That's something I never <laughs> thought I'd say on this podcast. I apologize. Um, it's if you have any kids around... You know, we can. If you I don't are know. a kid, uh, <laughs> tell them that they're, you're talking about like the Hawaiian flowers. <laughs> Get laid at the luau, <laughs> Harry. It's your turn. Um. So it's me and Zamir neck and neck. Where's the uh, the other NPC guy that was running with us? Uh. So one is is a little distance behind you, and one is mm-hmm. behind everybody okay well i am gonna i don't really like molly anymore she's just been a little too rude i think so i'm gonna give this up and i'm gonna turn around and i'm gonna tackle the guy that's (laughs) closest to us i'm done with this race i'm taking him out i'm changing up the script and screw the rules (laughs) so you're just you're just gonna do I'm just, just I'm not tackle. like aggressively. I'm not going to try and like hurt him or anything. It's more wrap up his legs, kind of roll everyone down, which is really dangerous considering these women at height. They're probably going to hit their heads, but what's the concussion back then? He's not falling on his sword, more staggering onto his sword. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, um, wow. Uh, this is not, this is not what I expected. Um,. <laughs> Jaden, you are going to have to make me an athletics check in order to turn on a dime and tackle. I'm ready for this. Meanwhile, Molly, she's shouting, What are you, club footed? (laughs) Okay. Oh, deadly. 13. So, like, that's an arduous or that's way under. I I have a 56. So, 13 (laughs) under. Or 13. And what's your degree of success? Um, I guess that would be arduous or whatever, right? It's three tiers down or whatever it's as successful as i can get well no sorry your degree of oh. success so oh, the, no, my degree the of tens die one and then um is it the bb or is it just the first yes it's your bb okay so then that'd be six perfect well he only managed to get a four degree of success uh so yeah you you turn and you just wham smack <laughs> right into him and you are both out of the race there's no contact come on <laughs> I didn't hear any rules before this started, and I take that as that there are no rules. <laughs> you could see people in the crowd be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, not the first time. <laughs> and that goes on to Emrys. Emrys, you're, uh, you're not out of the race, but you are starting to lag behind. What would you like to do? Uh, I want to, like, drop the two cabbages like banana peels on the <laughs> racetrack and just <laughs> sprint ahead. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, well, I'm just gonna let you do that, and we'll we'll uh, maybe one of the other NPCs will roll luck next turn. Twelve and for my movement. Excellent, and that takes us to Zamir. Zamir, you have one guy who is just dashing ahead of you, just on his turn. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna 
kind of spring for it again. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna like throw anything. I'm not super competitive, but uh, I also like. I feel like I'm a little motivated by seeing Harry, you know, take one for the team. <laughs> so I'm gonna really just kind of like pour it on and see if I can't close that gap up right at the end. Uh, and I roll twelve. Excellent. Again, just barely keeping ahead of him. But as you do, you manage to get to the doors of the temple. You lay your hand on it, and you set the woman down. And she looks at you and says, I didn't think we'd make it. I'm actually married. I need to go back to my husband. And (laughs) she takes off and leaves you hanging. Um, So then the, the other guy comes and says... Uh, are you married? And she looks down and was like, not in the slightest. And he goes, hell yeah. And he slaps the door and he says, I'll take this one. And you're left to have to <laughs> sullenly walk back to the party. <laughs> I'll, uh, on my way back, stop and uh, pick up Harry. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate, appreciate the effort. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. We come stag, we leave stag. <laughs> Excellent. And with that, we are out of coffee and need to take a break. So we'll be right back. Hey there, friends. It's Ruin, and I'm here with Cade. Hi, I'm still Kate. We're just here to say thanks for giving us a shot and uh, listening. During our refill, we wanted to take a moment on top of that to say we've got some social media. You should check it out. Join us in some conversation. And while you're at it, maybe hit that subscribe button. Yeah. If you'd like to take a little bit more time, we would really appreciate it if you could rate and review us on whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. Uh, It helps us immensely with the mystical algorithms created by the elder gods of social media. And uh, it helps us push the show to more people. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun doing this, and we hope you are too. But we'd like it if more people could join us, so go ahead and do those things. We also have an email address. You can shoot us an email at cantripsandcoffee at gmail.com. If you want to maybe suggest your favorite coffee or your favorite tabletop system that we haven't tried out yet, we're always looking for more suggestions and would love to hear some from you. You may have also noticed that we're running out of topics on our side table conversations, so maybe shoot us a question that we could talk about there. As an added bonus, you can also look forward to some contests that we have up and coming. Trust me, they're going to be worth just hitting that little subscribe button. There's also some pretty cool collaborations that we're working on with some uh, some other content creators. It's an exciting time here in the Natural 20, and uh, we want to make it as exciting as we can for you as well. So with that, we're going to jump back into the show. Perfect. All right, we are back and well caffeinated. You guys managed to get back to the party, and uh, you know, you begin drinking once again, so we're going to go for... Mm-hmm. A drinking, a toughness test for intoxication. Now, I will have to make a correction. Jaden, in that foot race, you should have only taken one penalty for your intoxication. It was not per round, but it didn't really make much of a difference anyways. Yeah, when you throw the match, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Perfect. So, roll toughness for me. Oof, nice. Roll the 18. 
Oh, sorry, and this is at a minus 20 because it's your third check. Yeah, I still passed it with flying colors. Uh, I'm probably just going to stop drinking. <laughs> okay. Again, my guy's just there to have a fun time. He's not getting obliterated. He sees that the others are getting a little more... A little, a little more tipsy, so be the responsible one. Fair enough, fair enough. So I succeeded by one. I have a 46, <laughs> and I add plus 10 because of my athletics, which takes me up to a 56. Then you minus the 20, and that takes me down to a 36, and I got a 35. He's Excellent. so drunk, he's come full circle back to mm -hmm. being sober. <laughs> As Jim Leahy put it, it's right in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> the liquor boys. Excellent. And as you guys are, you know, carousing and, and enjoying the evening in Swansea, Maximilian eventually saunters over, and this time he, he looks like the man of the hour. He's got a great expression of joy on his face, and he comes over and grabs Harry by the shoulder and says, Cousin, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Harry's going to look out from, like, under his eyes, kind of holding a drink, sips, just, I am the liquor. He's going full Jim Leahy at this point. Um... <laughs> No, obviously much more normal things. You know, beautiful bride, happy nuptials, etc., etc. I'm not Enjoy good at small pack personality. <laughs> Just as quiet as ever, I suppose. <laughs> well, why don't you introduce me to your guests? I don't remember sending them on the invitation, but regardless, <laughs> the more the merrier. I wrote a plus two on the card. I didn't think it would be too big of a problem. Well, <laughs> regardless, plenty of alcohol to go around. Um, yeah, this is Zamir. I don't know his last name. And don't this have is, one. Don't need one. I, I would know his name, but I just call him Bounty Hunter or Monster Hunter because I can't remember his name at this moment. I'm pretty drunk, though, I am so the I think that's fair. Randy. <laughs> I'm sure I know it. He told me it six or seven times. I know. It's Emery's X-Hands, and I do like two karate chops. Like That. That right there. That's his name. <laughs> Interesting. Well, um, <laughs> well, it's so interesting. You know, I'm in a time of great economic boon, and I'm looking for some men to perhaps do some work. Tell me a bit about your previous lives, your, I don't know, party, hunting, experiencing. What, what things have you done? What things can, haven't I done? If you can name it, I've killed it, I've skinned it, I've worn it. And I've seen him do most of it. He's not lying. Mm -hmm. I'm just a simple surgeon. Uh, I've seen, you know, some pretty terrible things, but always from the safety of my clinic. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just, just a man who likes to help people, whether that's a haircut or an amputation. Uh He's being modest. I've once seen him kill three patients in one sitting. It was amazing. Not quite the brag I think he thinks it is, but... Um, it was a tough day at the office. Let's just leave it at that. I once spent 77 days in the wilderness and never put a shirt on. <laughs> you know... 
<laughs> somehow. They often say that the tails are larger than the men, but somehow looking at you, I don't think that's the case. Uh, <laughs> good, good, good on all of you. I, uh, well, I'll tell you what. Maybe I should just get going and mingle with the rest of the guests. I have plenty of people to meet and things to learn. And uh, he gets up and, and he goes and he starts to walk off and um, you can you can hear him, uh, you know, trying to almost, it almost sounds like he wants to know everyone's business, things like that. Mm. And um, Emrys, why don't you give me a rumor check? Ooh, great. That is under my fellowship, right? Yeah. Wow. Passed by 25. Excellent. Somehow. So you, you kind of look look after him, and um, you turn to the nearest guy to your right, and you say, all right, I got to know. What's what's the deal with the, the marriage? And the guy looks at you, and he's an older gentleman, kind of just, you know, enjoying himself. And he says, oh... Well, you know, everybody thinks that Franz has something to do with hemp and things like that, but that's not the case. That's not the case. Uh, See, Maximilian is the hemp supplier. He's the hemp dealer. Uh, He wants this marriage to go through with Franz uh, because Franz handles storage and ropes and things. He's a, he's a, I guess you would call it a boat chandler. He controls the waterways and supplies and things like that. If Maximilian has this marriage go through, then, you know, he has a way to get his supply up and down the river, thus expanding. Um, it's a it's a strange one, considering, well, just look at her. And he points over towards Helena, and I'm going to have Emrys make an awareness test again. Mm, that's a fail. Okay. Um, so you you oh, look no, sorry, over. Sorry, that is a success by two. Oh. I was looking oh. at the wrong stat. Yeah. Perfect. Well, even better. In that case, you, you look over at Helena and you notice a couple things. You notice that she's now sitting with Franz and Franz looks thoroughly unimpressed and almost like he's trying not to look at his daughter and instead trying to just look around and scrutinize the crowd. But you also notice that Helena is holding her belly, and she very much appears pregnant. She is also holding a beer, but that wouldn't be strange at these times. Right. And yeah, the, the man... had fetal alcohol syndrome back then. <laughs> it's also less alcoholic. Like, hmm? liquor back in those times was significantly less alcoholic because, like, yeast technology wasn't as advanced. Curious <laughs> fact of the day. Back to the uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just think that lots of people would laugh at the idea of yeast technology, but that is exactly it's what you thing. should call yeah. it. It's a big deal through our history. <laughs> and based on your successful folklore role earlier, uh, you know that it's not uncommon for the bride to be pregnant before the wedding. It was often uh, used in order to make sure that the wedding would actually, or the marriage rather, would be successful. Um, and so the old man nods his head and goes, yes, it will be a, an exchange, shall we say. 
And uh, with that, he, he kind of lets you go about your business. And from there, you guys kind of just while away the night. And when the celebrations begin, uh, you guys begin to walk back towards your inn for the night. However, along the way, you run into what appears to be the voices of a heated discussion. And I am going to have every one of you make a... Um, a scrutinized test. Big fail. Uh, ooh. Huge success. Arduous success. I rolled a one. <laughs> Great. I failed at a 55. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Zamir, not drinking your face off all night has paid <laughs> off. Because as you guys are walking, you all of a sudden hear... Much slurred talking, and you hear one man going, I tell you, you've planned this. I should never have gotten into business with you. How dare you? If I find out that it's all gone, I'll arrange for this marriage to be dissolved. And you hear another voice being like, Listen here, I did no such thing. All right? It w- I assure you, I have no idea what has happened to it, but we will find it. And the other voice picks up again and says, I should just have this whole thing dissolved right now. How dare you? Uh, do we? Do I recognize the voices from the wedding? Yes, you actually would recognize at least the one as Maximilian. Okay. Um, and we can tell like which direction they're coming from? Yeah, it's off to a, a, an alley just down to the left. Okay. Um... So I'll turn to the guys and be like, we should probably go, you know, intervene, you know, get some, some cooler heads in there before Maximilian ruins his uh, his wedding night by doing something he's going to regret. Mm-hmm. Harry says, yeah, cooler heads. And he takes out his knuckle dusters and they got six finger holes, well, five, I guess, because you don't put your thumb in it. And he slides on his special handmade knuckle dusters. <laughs> he is still your cousin, you know. I'm not going to go hit him. Oh. <laughs> as as you uh, begin to turn that direction, you hear Maximilian slurring, be quiet, be quiet. We don't, we don't want anybody to become involved with this. We don't need to arise any, any sort of troubles. Just keep your voice down. What would happen if we were to be spotted right now? Do we want to be spotting them? No. Someone surely I, does. Would you like to make a stealth check? I thought we were going to intervene. Uh, yeah, but then we heard there were secrets involved. Oh, gotcha. um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like at this point, like, even though like I'm not drunk, I've probably had enough <laughs> that I still like. Ah, we're just gonna go check. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm not drunk, but I'm a little more confident than usual. So <laughs> we'll be like, so I heard you guys are talking about secrets. <laughs> as yeah, we really don't want no one to hear. <laughs> as you're approaching, you 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 hear Franz yelling out, I could have given that girl to anyone. Anyone, Maximilian. But you 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 promised me the best prospects. Yeah, all my friends warned me 
better to deal with you like some sort of uppity peasant that you are. But I thought, why not? This should surely be the best for all of us. And as you approach, you can see that Franz has his, his hand around Maximilian's collar. Um, I'll kind of, like, as we're coming up to it, just kind of, like, as calmly and, like, conflict management-y as you can. Just like, gentlemen, gentlemen, let's, let's, uh, let's not ruin the festive, joyous evening. Uh, what seems to be the problem? And Harry is going to go on the complete opposite direction, <laughs> not go too crazy, you but... You son of a... <laughs> He's going to take his cane and he's going to say, Unhand him, you rapscallion! Because he's very drunk and silly and snap him on the wrist with his cane. Not enough to, like, actually do damage. Just, like, let him go. Like, enough to, like, you know, hurt, but not, like, break a wrist. And doing so has instigated what we are now going to introduce as the social intrigue. Now, for our listeners... A social intrigue is a key mechanic in Zweihander. It is essentially combat, but with words. And with this, <laughs> there's a whole system for it. And we're going to get into that right now. So we are going to take just a moment to plan here. All right, what we've just done is we've taken a couple seconds here to fill out um, the social intrigue has a tracker which you can keep track of all of this exchange because uh, there's a lot of information to go into. It is a key mechanic. It's not just a throwaway conversation. It is almost like a puzzle. Now, step one of this, once I have mine in, is I need all of the characters to choose a social tactic. The first round of this is a preparation stage. You guys are going to talk amongst yourselves and figure out how the best option to go through this is. You have two guys who are really heated and having a conversation around secrets. How are you guys each as a group, but also individually, going to respond to this situation? Um, so I feel like Zamir is probably going to try to be like the rational one. Um, you know, again, like hasn't been drinking everybody else involved has been um and it's just gonna kind of like you know let's keep everything calm we don't need to get into like a fist fight or anything let's just deal with this as peacefully as possible um i'm just looking at the actual sheet where it talks about this and there's a couple of options that they write on the list like oh. this is like bargain charm guile they use fellowship interrogate would be like a willpower intimidate would be brawn so i think it's kind of like what skill you want to take at this oh okay to a point uh. Yes, that is that is exactly it, Jaden. Ignore um, what I said. So I'm definitely going in like an intimidation way, but if there is kind of a goal to keep cooler heads, I'm not willing to like take my intimidation to the point of like driving the whole t the whole group into a state of intimidation. Just kind of trying to be that guy that'll tell anyone if they want to hop that I'll you know I'll hop. Uh, what page is that on? Just so I can look at the uh... four twelve. There's just a few suggestions. I'm sure that you could kind of make a, you know, if you can make a case for things, you could probably justify anything. It's not really hard yeah. set rules. It's in the game mastery section, so 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with just kind of like trying to keep... Let cooler heads prevail kind of deal. I'm going um, to uh, do yeah. like the guile route and pretend that I know what they're talking about already. Like the secret's already out because that one guy was kind of whispering in my ear about them doing the whole marriage for business reasons. I mean, if I'd, I'm not overstepping, Cade, leadership might sound like something that you're kind of doing, right? Just like control yeah. it, keep it diplomatic. Yeah, I was thinking either leadership or bargain, just because you're trying to be like, okay, look, you know, like, everyone's drunk, we can deal with this tomorrow, like, not trying to, like, solve the situation, but just trying to, like, maybe cool it down a little bit. But yeah, no, I, I think I like leadership. I think that sounds better. So, yeah. And Harry, you were going with intimidate? Yeah. <laughs> Three very different takes on this. <laughs> well, and that's the nice thing about the system is, so as you guys are telling me which tactic you're going to use, the NPCs have favored and unfavored tactics. Mm. And what mm. happens, if you have chosen the wrong tactic when you do this, you automatically crit fail on your skill <laughs> check. If you choose the favored skill, you get an automatic crit success if you succeed on your skill check so there could be some really Great. interesting things that come about <laughs> now now that you guys have chosen that um what is your guys's normal temperament is that one of your stats there or am i just uh i don't remember that i don't think i've seen anything come up about that good, 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 good. yeah Okay, one sec. I feel like Cade's guy's temperament's pretty seen already. <laughs> yeah, I would feel like it would be pretty chill, but... <laughs> He's got to be relaxed because of the bad ticker. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I see. So what it is, is the temperament is uh, based on some skills that you may already have or some uh, background, some traits. You might have a temperament that would add on to this. Um, now, actually, Jaden, you do have a temperament right now, don't you? Because you're drunk and you chose to be a certain way. Yeah, I guess I'm an angry drunk, so it gives me a plus 10 to my intimidate. I guess that's a temperament, <laughs> yeah? That sounds like a temperament to me. All right. Uh, we're screwed. That's <laughs> perfect. Who doesn't love getting yelled at by a stranger coming into your business? Yeah. So as I'm as I'm kind of scrolling through the the book here, um, yeah, it has a whole bunch of conditions that can cause their drawbacks usually that mm. cause a temperament, and it tells you what your character is going to act like if in a certain way, right? Cool. That is, uh, that's very interesting. All right, well, let's get into uh, the next step of this social intrigue, which is you guys are actually going to role-play the intervention here. Now, just as a rehash, Harry has chosen to be intimidating. Zamir is going to take a leadership approach, and Emrys is going to take 
a guile approach. So what I'd like you to do is maybe say a few things, and then at the end of your th of, of your statements, I'm going to have you roll your skill check. We're going to go with the init initiative order for this, and so that should be uh, Harry, followed by Emers, followed by Zamir. Okay, how does Harry want to take this? I'm going with an intimidate. I mean, I don't particularly care about their business. I'm not here to like dictate what they say. I'm just going to go with long lines like, hey, guys, this is a wedding and I will beat in some heads before I let you beat in some heads. <laughs> That's it. He's just keeping it straightforward. He's letting them know, keep it calm. Or I will hit you. <laughs> you may make your roll. Okay. So is that intimidate, I guess, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, that is 61 that I got to roll under. Oh, gosh, 99. This is a crit fail. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little bit more like, okay, guys, I'm just saying <laughs> you need to calm down. This, I, we don't need to fight, but I got fists. Look at, look at these fists, guys. I have them. So... So Don't what fight. happens if you crit failed on your roll, but if that's the correct, like, the favored thing, and so you automatically it's still critically a failure. succeed? No, it's Is still this a, a failure? failure. Okay. You have to succeed for it to be a crit success. That's funny. You can you can see both of them kind of bristle up, and, and that they're listening, they're... They're going on, they're, they're talking about, you know, Franz is saying, You don't understand. The bride token didn't, it didn't come. It was supposed to be a large shipment of hemp and it's not here. And then we're going to go off to Emrys for his turn. I just play along with their conversation like, Oh yeah, you're talking about this hemp business, eh? It's pretty smart setting up this wedding here to get your supply lines open. I see what you're doing, you cheeky guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what would I roll for that one? You think that's your uh, wh whatever guile is underneath there? Uh, it's under fellowship. Fellowship. Oh yeah, it's a skill. Look at that. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Ninety-three uh, over forty-three. So that's a that's gonna be a no. And that's a no for me. Okay. Well. That, uh, you know, you can see them kind of just, they're, they're also just like, why are, like Maximilian checks in and he's like, why are you here? I don't understand. Well, we and heard shouting, interrupting the wedding celebrations here. We thought we might see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go on to uh, Zamir. All right. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to step up and just be like, all right, gentlemen. Uh, I understand that there's, you know, there's some dispute here. Maybe this would be best left until the morning. Let uh, let everyone calm down. Maybe work off some of the uh, the booze, and uh, let's just focus on having a good time and celebrating a uh, a joyous occasion. Okay. Uh, I also failed. I got sixty two <laughs> over forty two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, I actually have just realized something here, and it's a, a little clarification to our temperament. And I apologize to our listeners. This system is very complex, and we're, we're, 
we have we actually put this recording off for a whole week to try and figure it out even more and so it actually the next step of temperament actually does come in now and and what's happened is you guys have all done your uh, social tactics checks and um, it's going to now be compared to um, the NPCs and what they would have thought of you guys so let's see here <laughs> this is this is good <laughs> which means it's bad for us <laughs> ninjas jump out of the off the buildings <laughs> and cut our heads off <laughs> the you corpos do not <laughs> come out <laughs> you do not insult the daimyo you die <laughs> Chris Farley the great white ninja jumps down <laughs> <laughs> lands on um, deep cut <laughs> Lands on Harry, cuts him in half. <laughs> and then yells at you about living in a van down by the river. He's <laughs> just mixing characters at this point. This is a full on yeah. cameo that's just referencing yeah. him in general. Tries to put on a tiny jacket. Uh... He starts referencing movies he's not even in. I was Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> And then Chippendale and dances his way out of there. <laughs> now, here's the thing. None of that happened. <laughs> well, you guys are going to have to make maybe another attempt at this because as Harry tries to intimidate and flex his muscles, the other characters look at him and appear very vexed. In fact, they're just like, what? 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 Why? Why are you doing this? I don't understand. And But then, when they look at Zamir, well, Franz gets quite defiant with you. And he begins to shout at you and say, you need to keep out of this. How dare you interrupt us? I'm clearly private business. And when Emrys looks at them and tries to slyly get his way in there they look at him and say you have no idea what you're talking about who are you why are you doing this now here's the thing guys obviously you didn't get what you wanted to do so i'm gonna give you guys a chance to maybe change your social tactics see if you can go about this another way perfect i'm going to shift and go to rumor and I'm going to mention to Franz that, look, I met one of your associates, Lutz. Maybe we, uh, maybe we had a little bit of a chat, and uh, I think it would be best if maybe you calm down before something that you don't want to be said gets shared. I know it's not my initiative. I realized that halfway through saying it uh, <laughs> that we're doing initiative order, but at that point the yeah. idea was coming out, and so. <laughs> It's okay. We're going to have to just... which. So which... You're going with uh, which social tactic now? Uh, rumor. Rumor. It's still part of fellowship. Um, but yeah. Perfect. Okay, okay, okay. And Harry. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go with a gamble here. So I think gambling would work fine here. Uh, I'm just going to roll out and say... 
Okay, I hear you guys blustering around, and I just think that no one's really this mad. Like, I, are you guys gonna do anything, or is this just a chance to yell at each other? And should we just acknowledge that you're unhappy? Okay, okay, perfect. And Emrys, what are you? What's your tactic now? I'm not really sure. I was almost thinking about going with the rumor route as well, and just saying that like yeah like everybody practically everybody at this wedding has been talking about the business that you guys have got set up around this marriage so like and you're screaming about your secret in the back alley like (laughs) 10 feet from the crowd like you're not doing a very good job at keeping this on the down low (laughs) excellent excellent well i am gonna have you guys make your rolls now hey hey yeah, much better this time. Mm. Mm. Uh, I succeeded by 12, so oh, challenging success. Um, oh, go ahead, Kate. I exceeded by 2. I got 40 over 42. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I had 47 un- and yeah, 51, un- so I was under by I don't know, 4. Perfect. And sorry, uh, Jaden, which uh, social social tactic did you use again? I was rolling with a gamble there, just trying to like more or less gamble with the fact of like, are, is like anything actually going to happen here? Like, are you blustering, or is like is this stuff actually going to go down? I don't know, like how that's. A, I'm trying to explain it better. My words aren't working out very well, but like in a gamble of the sense, like I'm just kind of like calling them out on the fact that they're like, I'm just making an assumption that nothing's going to come out of this. I'm just assuming that these guys are just having a yelling match for the sake of yelling at each other. So why even waste your time? Okay. You're kind of reverse gambling. You're calling their bluff. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, gamble isn't one of the social tactics. So the, the social tactics are bargain, charm, guile interrogation intimidate leadership and rumor i feel like it would most likely be bargain wouldn't it maybe yeah i guess that's that's probably along the lines of that stays in the same realm okay and were you successful at your role yeah i was just just on the or if you match is it a success yes okay yeah so then i just caught it all right well when the two start to hear your guys's new words they are brought back to a little bit of a sense of calm and they begin to look at you guys with a mixture of familiarity but also just like civil kind of um you know demeanor they they start to hear you guys and realize that you know probably a little bit more than you should and they're they're willing to talk you through with it and you know franz who was pretty upset before defers to maximilian to explain what's going on um and he says that we had arranged for the bride token to be delivered from my hometown of vorberg to swansea um as you know a bride token is what i give the family of the bride because I am, should we say, trying to provide them with an exchange for Helena. It's, it's the opposite of a dowry. And, well, Indeed. it was supposed to arrive by now, and it has not, unfortunately. And so, uh, well, I need 
I need to get it back. But, um, at this point, we are... We're supposed to go back to Vorberg tomorrow, and Franz is worried that I'm going to double-cross him and not bring it back. Is there anything else that you could give as some form of collateral? Well, not on me, of course. My home is in Vorberg. I don't have any possessions in this town. I mean... I think this is a pretty easy problem. Your bride just stays here until we come back with the goods. Well, that could be, but... And Franz kind of interrupts and he says, She is his now. I have no right to keep her, but the bo- the bargain is unmet. So this is less of a legal requirement and more of just a, a social understanding that a uh, a bride token would be exchanged. Yes. He's already sullied her, and therefore I wouldn't want her back even if I could. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Maximilian, how needed are you back at home? Do you have the chance for a, say, extended... I don't know what the term for honeymoon would be for these people, but more or less honeymoon <laughs> stay here hang out for just a little bit longer is that is that a too big of an ask at this point it seems like you know you got what you wanted out of this deal this guy should at least get his side of it um maximilian takes a moment to kind of compose himself it looks like and he says well i am the mayor and i need to get back the town the town needs to run with me i'm trying to tell franz that i will ensure that it is brought back and that perhaps that we should hire i don't know a neutral party to ensure that the bride token is brought back do you have any idea where it could be like you know it was following a set path is there any kind of you know turn off along that path any kind of bandit activity that you know about and franz looks looks dubiously at Max and says, That's the problem, is it's a straight trek. It should have been here on time. Mm. And Maximilian looks at you guys and he says, To further complicate things, I don't trust anyone he would suggest hiring, and I don't know anybody in this town. And Franz says, I just don't understand why you won't trust me. You think I'm going to double-cross myself? He does have a valid point. That being said, I mean, uh, Harry here does have some relation, but uh, it, it's it's not a, a close-knit family. Um, if you would be willing, I'm sure the three of us can see what we can find and uh, send that back. Um, although, you know, how many... How many days trip are we talking here between Vorberg and here? If this is a, you know, a, a week-long straight path that we're looking at, that's a pretty big net to be looking over. Mm-hmm. Franz looks at Maximilian and he says, Who are these guys anyways? Why are they at the party? And Maximilian responds, Well, I will admit that one is a cousin, but if I must be honest... He's estranged. I barely know him. He was just on the list. 
And Franz goes, hmm. We, Max. we were invited for the toaster. <laughs> Franz says, the trip should be no more than, you know, uh, no more than a day to get, or half a day to journey there, and half a journey back, so you should be able to bring it right away. I would be fine with hiring you three to make the journey. I'm I'm fine with going. I know I've kind of spoken for my uh, compatriots here, but um, what's our cut? And he kind of, you know, scrunches up his eyes at you, and he says, two gold crowns apiece." Is that a lot of money to a lowborn person? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that would be. I mean, I'm rolling around with 14 silver that I've been apparently living off of since I got turned into the lowborn. Dang, I have one silver. So, I right, well, my it. my eyes light up then like, ooh, all right. <laughs> but that's for the whole um, journey, and if the goods are damaged, I'll take it out of your pay. But if they're damaged when we get there, that that's not on us. Give us ten silver for expenses. Now, why don't the two of you split the cost when paying us? And that way, even if the goods are damaged, you're still only each paying half of our wage. A little insurance for us, less expense for you. To be fair, I don't think the person who's supposed to already be getting the bride gift is going to be very keen on paying us. We'll work out the difference between ourselves, I'm sure. Don't worry about it. But yes, two gold crowns should be more than enough. The exchange um. rate in this game is, is quite alarming. Uh, it's 240 <laughs> brass pennies per gold crown or 20 silver per gold crown. Um, do we have some form of like fast transportation, or would we be doing this on foot? Maximilian uh, looks at you and says, We are to be going back to Vorberg tomorrow. You can ride in our coach with us. It'll be myself, my bride, and uh, her handmaiden, and my right-hand man, Andre. Um... Yeah, we can. I have no issue with this. I do think that we're a little under-equipped. I didn't exactly bring my armor along for this wedding. I didn't think I would need it, so I would appreciate maybe some lending of some gear that it can be returned upon the end of the quest here, if possible. You know, if you want your money to get here safely, I believe my life is somewhat of import. Okay. Um, so sorry. Are you asking for just time to get prepared, or are you asking for no? Supplies I need from to them? borrow a piece. Like I need some armor. I got no armor on. I bleed to death. I have no there. armor either. All right. Yeah, well, it sounds me. like you guys are trying to bargain in this exchange. <laughs> yeah. So I am going to have you make a bargain check in order to do that, and because you guys that? initially made an um, an unfavorable impression, <laughs> that's going to be a challenging. So minus ten. Are we each bargaining independently, or is whoever our best bargainer I'd say whoever is your best bargainer. Oh, okay. that's I have no skills in it. I don't know if anybody else does. 
I mean, I get a plus five for not having a skill in it, so that gets That's me to probably, a 51%. Yeah, mine's only 42. Okay, well then it was a good thing I said that, unless... Yeah. Jody, do you have higher than a 52? Nope. Okay, okay. good. So then, yeah, we'll let Harry do it. Yeah, let's see if this 51 gets me anywhere, see if we can't get a little bit of... just. And it's not like we're trying to get gear to be given, like, hey, you're also giving us that because a suit of yeah. just fur armor is six gold coins... The whole point is just to be lent it so that we can return it upon our return yeah. with the money. Um, exactly. In case that matters at all in this impacting it. Um, and I definitely failed it with a 62. Well. Um, okay, so remind me. Isn't there a way to like assist somebody with their role? Yes. So if you have a skill rank in a, oh, okay. a, in a um, skill, you are allowed to give them a plus 10. Okay, but you have to have a skill rank in it? Yes. Okay, never yeah. mind. That doesn't help me. <laughs> Perfect. Unfortunately, both of them look at you and say, two gold crowns is enough. You can buy your own armor after. It's not a dangerous trek. And Maximilian says, and as a plus, you'll have my head of security, Andre. I can dig it. All right. But also, in what world is two gold coins going to buy me six gold coin armor? Like, what? Come on, guys. I got no issue with it. I, I get what you're saying. I'm cool with it. But it's a, a little inconsiderate, maybe. Piecemeal that stuff, okay? Oh, I'm going to steal it. Don't you worry about it. Just don't have any guards coming around anytime soon. All right. Well, with that, they suggest that you go to the inn and get some rest for the night. <laughs> And uh, hopefully they'll uh, rise you early in order to get the, uh, the journey underway. And you each find your rooms and you manage to shake off the night. It is going to be a long rest, so if any of your peril conditions had been damaged, you could revitalize it, except for Harry, who is going to experience a hangover. He is unable to regain it until that hangover is done. Not too bad. I only got the one. You are all awoken by the sounds of knocks on your doors, and one after another, in which you then uh, go to the hallway, and as you open it up, a man standing in front of you beckons for you to come, and as he starts walking himself, he says, My name is Andre. I will be the one to be journeying with you, I suppose. Uh, Lord Steiger didn't really give me much information, but he says that uh, you're to help me track down the bride token. Come downstairs and we will get prepared. And he leads the way. When you go down the stairs, he does approach the barman and he slides him a couple gold coins, or uh, sorry, uh, brass coins. And the barman grabs uh, what appears to be some boiling water and a sachet of herbs and dumps them into a cup, a mug. And Andre takes it from him and turns towards Harry and says, I can see that you were hmm, a little bit under the weather since last night. Drink this and you will be right again. I do like being right again. I'm going <laughs> to grab that chug that thing. I ain't going to think nothing about it. Well, it is steaming hot, but I won't make let you uh, or make you take any damage from that. However, it does restore your peril condition track to unhindered. 
It's, it's literally Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> and he leads you out front after supplying you with some, you know, a little bit tougher than you would prefer bread for your breakfast. And out there awaits a carriage. And the carriage has the previously seen Helena and a, uh, I don't know, should we, should we say less attractive but just as young woman who is introduced as B.B. Emmerich and following that we have Maximilian who is uh, sitting inside and Andre gets on top of the coach with the coachman and uh, there's enough remaining room it's a fairly luxurious carriage for you three to ride on the inside and you set off out of the town into the wild and this is where we're going to cut for tonight's episode and just like that our heroes are off will they find the missing supplies can maximilian be trusted will harry ever sober up find out next time on swyhead